Hello, and welcome to another episode of Flying High with Flutter. I'm your host, Alan Waima. Today I'm with Tibu, if I say that correctly, uh, Leo. Yeah, he is almost, <laughs> almost maybe you can help me uh, after this. He, he created a very interesting app that I thought was uh, very much uh, how we got that related to kind of people talking these days about AI and chat GPT and open AI, et cetera. Uh, he created this app called Sherpa, which is using uh, Llama CPP behind it. So maybe I'll go ahead and let uh, the expert say more. Do you mind to, to you know, give a quick introduction about yourself? Okay, so uh, my name is Thibaut and I'm uh, currently working uh, in a mobile development company. Uh, we are using Flutter uh, since uh, I think uh, it's been three years now. Uh, we are working on different projects, including um, uh, mobile uh, cross-platform application or just uh, a web application that we've developed in Flutter. We uh, we are getting uh, more and more uh, interested by the technology. We even started to develop um, backend uh, using uh, Dart language now. Um, Sharpa is an app that we developed with my colleague uh, Maxim that will not be present today, but uh, uh, he can share like half the development of this app with me. And um, we are working on AI and uh, this kind of projects for uh, weekend projects. So this is just nothing related to work, right? Just your own your own thing. Yes, uh, we have uh, multiple. Uh, Clients that are uh, that have uh, needs, but that does not uh, need AI for now. But uh, I guess in the future it will be maybe uh, something that will uh, include in our projects. So uh, we wanted to have uh, uh, to try to implement uh, Lama in a, in a further environment because we were really interested in both technologies, and uh, that's what we did. Uh, in this uh, demo application. Well, maybe we can kind of step back a little bit uh, and talk about what is Llama, right? Because maybe not everybody knows about this. I definitely didn't know about it until I saw your app and went digging and to understand a little bit more because Llama is, I don't even know how to describe what it actually is. It's like an offline AI. Yes. Um, basically, uh, you've heard maybe of uh, all these uh, text languages, uh, models, uh, since uh, ChatGPT uh, uh, came out uh, like in November or, or something like that. And uh, so there is a big race in the biggest companies to um, make the more, uh, uh, let's say, uh, profitable uh, <laughs> language model. And uh, in this race, Facebook released an open source uh, project called the uh, Lama for a uh, researcher and made it available like uh, in uh, March, I think, early March. And uh, it was uh, released only for research, but uh, leaked on uh, 4chan, if I remember. And uh, from there, there have been uh, like thousands of projects uh, working on this local uh, chat GPT. Yeah, but and, but actually, uh, if I remember correctly, this this llama is like all offline, right? So you don't need yes. to have like a constant data feed given to it. So there are two parts in this uh, project. There is the code that uh, can run the model, and the pre-trained model that uh, Facebook released. 
it comes in uh, four uh, different uh, sizes, if I remember. There is the 7 billion parameter model and another bigger one, which has 13 billion, another of uh, 30 billion, another 65 billion. Uh, it seems that the more parameters the, the model have, uh, the more it will be uh, like um, uh, interesting in its results and uh, produce more quality data. Well, the, the data, right? Um, I was trying to read up about it and it's all offline. It's quite a big file. Uh, people keep talking about 7B, I believe is the most common. So what is actually in this data? Do you know much about what's inside this 7B file? Is It's a database of, of tokens, I believe they call it. Yes, totally. It's uh, the database of uh, four gigabytes of uh, content of tokens, just tokens uh, that were trained uh, initially by Facebook. Uh, but people since March have uh, specialized the, the pre-trained data uh, to make several uh, uh, text languages uh, enhance from uh, the 7 billion and uh, from uh, 13 and 30. Uh, to train it, you require uh, like uh, the the best CPUs uh, that you can have on the market, and uh, you need like maybe hundreds if you need to train your data to specialize it, uh, to specialize your model. So um, it was uh, before uh, that release only available to huge companies that put billions of dollars, millions if not billions. In the in the training, so it's already trained data that's basically ready to be used, right? Yes, it's uh, trained data. So what I think it's amazing is that maybe it's a huge file of uh, four gigabyte for for the smallest model, but it seems like uh, there is uh, um, the the full content of whole history uh, contains in it. It's uh, really amazing. Well, this four gigabyte of file, right? I mean, how much use can it actually be? Like, what can I actually do with it? It's just a simple uh, model that tries to predict the next word in a sentence, but it has uh, the ability to, to to predict something that is really uh, valuable because if you can predict the next word in a, in a context, uh, you can uh, like hack it and uh, and uh, make it just uh, say something that is really uh, oh, I don't know how to explain it sim in simple terms, but uh, from from a just simple text generation, you can have a, a lot of sense in a, in a, almost any context. Well, the one thing I did see is that somebody was saying, okay, like today is a good day because, and then I guess it should be predicting like, okay, because the sun's shining or this kind of thing, right? But I cannot say, okay, can you tell me, you know, who's going to win the World Series, right? You cannot do this kind of stuff. Um, it could, but it needs the, a lot of context. Um, basically, if you just provide it uh, one sentence, it does not have a lot of context. It just wants to continue that sentence, but it does not know um, uh, what will be the result of the next uh, biggest uh, uh, soccer game or anything like that. But if you provide it a lot of data, uh, as it was trained on uh, 
billions on uh, of uh, text it can um, uh, produce the more uh, probable uh, results based on what you gave the, what you gave him well i mean the the data is not really static per se right because you can keep feeding it more data and then it'll keep adding to its database or because i did see uh, that you can keep training it now uh, you need to train it you cannot just add um uh, data like you want to add uh, today's uh, weather or something like that. You need to train it on a large, uh, large uh, corpus of text that include uh, the majority of what you want to to make it say after. So if you if you specialize this network by only feeding it, um, let's say weather data. It will only spit after that uh, the weather data, and you won't be able to to have uh, something else. Okay, but is is there a specific topic that Llama CPP that seven B database is it actually is really good at? Like, what kind of is it only just for predicting ending of sentences? Yes, basically every text model that you can uh, uh, that you can use, even ChatGPT or GPT four, are just able to produce data based on what you gave it on what you gave it before. But you can use what you call a pre-prompt to to make it follow one uh, one direction. You can you can, uh, for example, say, okay, now you are a chatbot and you are uh, writing mails for me. This is an example of uh, a mail that I want, and you will uh, now give me uh, another mail uh, with uh, this context. Um, when you are using uh, large models like ChatGPT, there are this kind of preprints that are hidden to the user, but it always says like um, you are in the chat and now the user will ask you something. Well, that's basically how your app works, right? Um, you're saying that you set up the context to that Llama CPP and you're saying, okay, you're, there's a user in the chat and expect them to be asking questions? Yes, because if if you don't say anything, you don't give in a pre-prompt or something uh, that will uh, uh, that will uh, make it talk like a chatbot. It will just spit out everything that it wants. Maybe it's a code. Maybe it's just nonsense. Uh, it basically depends on what it was trained on, but it uh, it's just random because uh, you have not told him what to do. Okay. Well, I mean, running this kind of data is not easy to do, right? I mean, like typically like this chat GPT and things I heard is thousands of machines and GPUs to have to run properly. But this one is famous. The Llama CPP is famous because it, it's all offline and it can be run on very simple hardware. Somebody, I saw somebody saying that somebody else got it running on a Raspberry Pi. But it said like it ran like ten seconds for every word that you gave to it, or something like that. Which I I guess it makes sense. I don't know. Uh, like, isn't that the the point of this llama? Is that it's able to run in so many different places? Uh, I think that when Facebook released it, um, they wanted to uh, to make uh, to make the data and the models available on almost every device. Uh, what Llama.cpp made uh, was to optimize this uh, this uh, code that Facebook gave 
because it was still running on a, a bit heavy uh, computers, a bit uh, high quality computers. And now we can uh, we, we can make it work even on a phone like uh, we made on Sherpa by just <coughs> compiling uh, the Lama.cpp to run on the mobile device or Raspberry Pi, like you said. Yeah, that, that's quite amazing. So, um, but it is, it's you can't just run this like on any phone, right? I did see that you have a very specific, what, there are some very specific requirements. Now, can you go over those? Um, we have not tested it on a lot of devices, but uh, what we found, well, it's not a discovery because uh, it's quite logical. You need a lot of RAM uh, to to run the, the the network because you need to load the four gigabytes model into the RAM to to uh, to run it, just to run it. And the model's only four gigabytes, but you actually need more than four gigabytes of RAM, right? Yes, because there is a uh, everything uh, about the um, uh, the Android OS and uh, every uh, other function that are running. If you have just a simple phone with nothing on it, maybe you can uh, run it on less RAM. But uh, currently, we only managed to run it on a eight, eight gigabytes. Eight gigabyte? That's really a lot, right? I think most phones are not that big, so basically, flagship phones can only run this. Uh, yes, we also tried on the latest uh, iPhones, and we were not able to to make it run. Even if um, we tried to compile it for Mac, because uh, we made a further app, so it's really easy to to uh, to just uh, compile the code to run on something else. And uh, on Mac, it's really really interesting because it's quite fast, even on the CPU. But on an iPhone, it was not possible. Uh, I have a uh, OnePlus uh, 7, and it's uh, running quite uh, quite uh, fast, I, I think, for uh, like uh, 2019's phone. Yes, it was released like uh, four years ago. Um, but uh, we could not manage to make it run on, a, on a, a lot of device because of the RAM requirements. I'm almost wondering, I mean, did you run this, when you ran on a Mac, were you running on an M1 or are you running on an Intel? I think it's an M1, uh, M1 Mac that we that we have. In, uh, we tried to run it also on an M2 Mac, uh, which was uh, uh, like a Mac from one year ago, and it was really, really fast. Uh, um, we, we, we try a lot of uh, models because we have uh, GPUs on our computers, and uh, I think on the M2 Macs it was almost as fast as uh, on uh, the GPUs that we are using to run other models. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense because these new chips are really specialized, and I think they have some specialized um, AI components, but I'm not too sure exactly if that makes a difference or not. Yes, I, I cannot explain, but I think Apple is uh, has released a specialized, uh, specialized uh, CPUs only for AI. Where did the idea come from? You said that it, it was just that some of your clients are looking at this, or you feel like this is the future to start actually running uh, AI on your phone eventually? This was uh, an idea that we had because we we spend a lot of time developing mobile apps. Even uh, in our free time, we, we develop apps uh, just for us, like uh, to automate some tasks that we have uh, uh, for home automation and stuff like that. 
and we were uh, talking about it with uh, my uh, uh, my colleague, and we wanted just to to see if it was working because someone talked about uh, using a, a terminal app uh, to run the 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 model, and it was working. So we wanted just to make an app around it to make it uh, much more easy to to give him pre uh, other preprints or uh, just copy the contents that we could uh, create. And uh, it, uh, it it was uh, quite handy to have uh, this in our pocket like uh, at any moment. So it was just uh, for fun, but uh, we are really impressed that it can uh, run uh, that fast. Now, when you guys are playing around with this, what kinds of things were you asking the chatbot to do? Uh, as we are developing uh, uh, in the same time that we are trying it, uh, we have uh, like uh, 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 like a three or four sentences that we give in uh, every time, like uh, from uh, the sentences from uh, the office show and uh, stuff like that, because uh, we know that it it says almost every time the same kind of stuff. So. Uh, we 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 don't play a lot with it, but uh, when we when we try it afterwards, like uh, when we are not working on it, uh, we try to make it uh, uh, like the, we we try to make it uh, do mails, and uh, uh, it was uh, quite uh, working uh, well. And we we actually sent some mails that we generated using Sherpa. Now, when you're saying mails, you're saying emails. Yes, email, sorry. <laughs> yes, because um, when we are using uh, ChatGPT or something else, uh, we don't know what happens to our data. So uh, by running stuff like that in uh, our computers or phones, we can uh, be sure that uh, the, it won't be shared, uh, uh, sensitive data won't be shared to, to other companies. Yeah, that's a good point um, because I guess my whole thought process is that it must be that these companies are letting us play with their AI models so they basically get free training and then who knows what they're doing with it, right? Yes, they are doing free training because uh, I don't know if you if you played with it a lot, but they are like uh, thumbs up and uh, thumbs down uh, when you make something. So you, you can, you can uh, uh, use uh, reinforcement training uh, by just uh, uh, telling them, uh, yes, it's a good sentence, or no, I don't want this content. So we are providing them a free, free uh, training. Yeah, but I'm also wondering too, like if if that's also the case, could it also be that um, the training could also be faulty coming from other people if people are just putting in data? I mean, you could be purposely training the model to be wrong, no? Mm. Uh, yes, but I think they have uh, they, they must have uh, some kind of uh, of uh, checking before training the data uh, with the user content because because you can make just about that uh, keep uh, saying okay this is a good content even if it's not but um, yeah, I think they will uh, filter the data. It's a it's a good point. I mean I wonder if they're doing that because I do remember there was a story many years ago where there was a chatbot made by i think baidu or one of these chinese companies did you hear this story before uh yes uh, the 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 chatbot that became uh, like lazy or something like that uh, yes 
Yeah, they basically said that they wanted to move to U.S. and follow the American dream or something like that. And so they had to turn off the chatbot. So, um, which is quite interesting. So that's why I'm wondering how, how much moderation they actually do on the content. But it would be good to moderate the content for that reason, right? Yes, uh, I think they have uh, a huge teams working on it because uh, uh, I don't know if you try to use uh, the Bing chat that is uh, uh, using uh, OpenAI's uh, models. Uh, at first, when it released in March or something like that, uh, it uh, was having uh, like uh, existential uh, crisis when it answers people. You can you could just make it uh, spit uh, a lot of uh, negative content, and he, uh, so they they quickly shut it down and uh, only let people use it for five uh, five chats, or, or if I remember. And uh, as soon as they detected uh, uh, that they were talking uh, about uh, the chat, they shut down everything. Interesting. But um, I did see you guys are also putting in more and more um, features, right? I think that new feature you guys added in was like another type of model. Uh, yes, the, the, the possibility to, to choose which model you want you to run. So... Um, uh, basically, some models are trained to uh, to answer to prompts that start with uh, three uh, dashes or uh, three uh, uh, hashtags or something like that. So we, we included the possibility to detect uh, for uh, GPT-4 all, if I remember, uh, a kind of prompt. Every model has a, a specific uh, uh, pre-prompt. Well, I've seen this one. It says now it works with, is it Bacuna or Bacuna on a B-I-C-U-N-A? Mm -hmm. what, what is that exactly? So um, uh, we'll uh, talk about uh, Vicuna. That is a model that was uh, uh, trained uh, uh, a month ago. I don't remember who trained it exactly, but uh, I think it was a university or I can uh, look for it quickly, but uh, it's a really, really good model that has uh, that was trained uh, on the prompt from a, a ChatGPT database that a user uh, save uh, their prompt, and uh, it's quite, quite good. It's a quite good model to to work with. So we wanted to integrate it to Sherpa. So how how this thing works is you're you're basically just using you're using the real Llama uh, CPP, right? Because that can compile the native code. Yes, uh, so what we did was uh, uh, we, we compiled the code from uh, Yama, Lama.C++ and uh, we made it into a, a library, a C library. Uh, what we actually did uh, was that we used the Dart FFI uh, to, to connect to the library that we compiled. And basically, we just uh, rewrote the the main of the of the lama.c++ uh, to to call it from the Flutter. Now, are you using some of the new FFI features that came out with Dart? Because I know that they're trying to add more FFI support. Because with that one, I think they said that you don't even need to. Or no, that's if you're using the native code. So, are you you're not using a platform channel, right? You're just going straight through the Dart FFI. Yes, we are linking the. Uh, some of the functions in the code to uh, to functions in uh, in Dart. So uh, by uh, by doing this, we we have to manage things things like uh, 
pointers and uh, memory by uh, using malloc uh, functions. Uh, so we need to, to be quite um, uh, careful by using it because we are not working in a, a, a pure Dart uh, with a garbage collector and uh, stuff like that. But we, uh, we have a possibility to, to call uh, native uh, C++ functions. But I mean, using C++ with Dart, is that a problem? Because I know a lot of times it's usually just C that's compatible. Yes, I cannot explain exactly why it's working or not working in any case. But uh, for uh, we, we tried it and we were not so sure that it could work by using C++, but it was. So I don't, I don't know exactly what uh, Flutter team did uh, on the C++ uh, side. Uh, I, I saw that it was not officially compatible, so maybe we are not uh, able to, to use uh, like any project in C++. Uh, I, I have not studied this uh, side a lot. We just tried and it worked, so <laughs> we were quite happy with it. Now, if you wanted to update the, the Llama CPP, is that a simple process for, for you? To update it, like you mean uh, to make it uh, Flutter compatible? No, like like let's say there's a new version of Llama CPP, maybe the new database, etc. If you want to, because you're not just you're not like uh, pointing to it in with with like a Git sub module or something, and you just need to get pull and run it right. You have to actually compile everything again, etc. Is that a big process? No, you know, it's not that complex because uh, we have like a make file that we just uh, launch and it will. Uh, uh, compile for the target CPU that we are, are working on. But uh, in case they change something in the C++ side, we need to, to link the other functions or maybe pass it some uh, other variables. And uh, so we, we cannot just get pull. We need to check if it's uh, still working. Because what I see is in the project, you're actually pointing to, you have like a reference to another repository. And then that one is actually a fork from the main Llama CPP, right? Yes, it is. It's just a fork where we uh, mo modified uh, a few functions and uh, to make it just uh, running like a library uh, and working on uh, multiple devices. So it's just slight changes, not huge changes to make this thing work. Yes, exactly. Uh, it's uh, most of the your original uh, code that is uh, running. Okay, that's, that's quite interesting. And it's good that you can just basically pull, merge, and recompile and everything else, right? <laughs> yes. Um, actually, it's the first project that we worked using a, a FFI um, because you, you, need, you need to really understand what the, the main functions are doing if it's not a library. But you could just um, compile uh, any game, any any program or anything that uses C++ or C, if uh, you want to be uh, fully compatible, and uh, just uh, uh, rewrite the main uh, loop of your code to make it Flutter compatible and have a, like a cross-platform UI. So what's next for Sherpa or your guys' use? Are you planning to keep developing and adding more features to Sherpa? Um, we'll see because there are like, uh, hundreds of projects that uh, make uh, uh, working uh, uh, Windows uh, apps or 
just wave UIs. So we'll see what we do with it, but uh, um, maybe we'll uh, go to the auto GPT side if you've heard of it, because uh, I think that's uh, another quite uh, promising uh, project that includes uh, the Lama.C++. So maybe we'll uh, try to work on it next to make it mobile compatible. Okay, that sounds like fun. Um, yeah, I was also thinking like is is so there's also another one you're looking at besides Llama. So that that was actually my follow up question to see if you're going to be looking at something else. Uh, yes, I'm. Um, I'm currently looking at uh, the Auto GPT, but it's working uh, using the um, the official uh, OpenAI uh, APIs. So I'm uh, I'm following uh, a few projects that are. Um, uh, trying to to use uh, local uh, models in order to have uh, an automatic uh, uh, prompt like uh, with auto gpt and uh, i have uh, seen one that is using vicuna so that's why we are also interested in this model yeah this sounds really interesting i'm i'm quite curious about this because i had a couple people talking to me about hey why don't you build something with chat gpt or it's like, first of all, it's not allowed in Hong Kong uh, at the moment. So that's kind of sucks for us. But at the same time, I didn't even take time to even look to see if they have an API and everything else. Uh, but with this one, I mean, this could be a method for us to to do something with just to kind of show and see if people are interested because this seems to be like the hot topic last six months or so. But yeah, so it's, it's cool to see that we have this kind of thing. And now I feel like this Llama CPP project is is bringing... Uh, that that uh, ability to run local instances or your own version of chatbot, right, or AI for you to play with. So it's quite cool. Yes. Um, the, the the only problem with it is that uh, uh, originally it was uh, meant for research only because Facebook released it like that. So there are no commercial use possible by uh, using uh, the original model or its derivatives. So uh, people are working on other models uh, based on uh, on uh, free data and uh, with a commercial license. Uh, so I think once uh, we have better open source and uh, free models that we can uh, use in commercial projects, uh, this will be the time, and uh, the time will be uh, soon. But this will be the time where uh, there will be like thousands of uh, integrations in every day uh, life project or uh, in every app or um, there will be a, uh, a huge change. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's looking like a pretty exciting landscape. The other thing too that I saw was interesting is that people are asking if there's a way that they could have their own data and upload it to. Do you plan to support something like that? Their own kind of train models? The, to train models on the phone, you mean? On Sherpa? No, I saw uh, there was a comment, I believe, on your where we found your post, and somebody was asking if there's a way that they could insert their own database, right? So you have that 7B if they can make their own and or insert their own data, if that's actually supported sometime soon. Because I guess they already have trained models. Yes, uh, we, we are just using uh, the Lama.C++. So uh, you, you can basically run any model, I think. I've not tried uh, them all, but uh, I've tried a lot. And uh, we can just uh, use another one uh, if, uh, if you want uh, directly uh, on the app. Uh, we also made uh, a Windows app, and uh, so 
we can uh, use it and uh, and uh, try it uh, really fast, even if you don't have a, a gigabyte RAM mobile device. But um, uh, we are currently supporting the, the the possibility to use another model. Uh, but uh, for, for the training, we won't uh, include this, I, I think, because uh, uh, other uh, apps are working uh, with it. And uh, uh, I think it's not the purpose of uh, what we are doing. So Okay, yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, I don't think I have any more questions. I thought this was pretty cool, and I wanted to bring it to people's attentions to check out. Um, is there something else about about uh, Sherpa that you wanted to, to tell everybody? Um, currently, it's just uh, a project that we are... Uh, working on for fun and it won't be commercial ever uh, because uh, we are using uh, uh, basically a uh, vacuum models and uh, or other that are non-commercial so uh, I, I don't have anything to to say other than uh, try it if you want to to just experiment because uh, it's an experiment and uh, uh, once there will uh, have uh, other models maybe we will have a uh, uh, other uses for it, but now it's just uh, a fun little AI companion that you can uh, use uh, to talk to and uh, uh, being uh, sure that the data won't be sent uh, anywhere because it's open source, so you can uh, check the code so and compile it yourself if you prefer. But um, uh, it's just a, a fun tool that you can use and, uh, and you can use uh, by your uh, uh, saying anything that you want <laughs> because uh, there is no filter other than, uh, other than the, the models filters that you are using. All right. Sounds good. Well, I just want to thank you for coming on. Uh, and I'm looking forward to the next things coming out of your side and see if this inspires other people to do similar things and see if we can bring some more stuff to Dart and Flutter. So this is exciting. Well, thank you. <laughs> Again, thank you for coming on, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward, and I'll be watching to see how, what what else happens. Okay, well, uh, bye. Thank you, Lynn.